Hello and welcome to the Uncapped Podcast, proudly presented by Roast House Pub, where elevated culinary creations meet a fresh, evolving craft beer selection, making it one of Frederick's unique dining destinations. Hello everyone, I'm your host Chris Sands. Today I'm joined by PJ Sullivan, one of the founders of Wet City. Um, thanks for joining me, PJ. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks. Thanks for having me. This has been long in the making. We've had lots of emails back and forth. Uh, me having, I don't even remember why I had to reschedule at one point, but so thank you for being understanding about that. Um, I'm, I'm excited to uh, talk to you. Yeah. I mean, part of that's my fault too. Um, uh, it's a, it's a weird time right now and a lot, lot on our plate and, and just personal stuff like having two young children, a one-year-old and a three-year-old things get shuffled around real easy. It's best just push all the blame onto me. It's easier okay. for you. Okay. It's your fault. <laughs> um, so there it's you and your brother, correct? Mm-hmm. Is there yeah. anyone else or is it the two of you that besides our, our awesome staff? Yeah. It's just, uh, my brother and I know investors, anything like that. It's a tiny operation. And you did not open as a brewery correctly. Is that correct? Or well, it was the plan the whole time uh, okay. to, to be a brewery, um, but uh, getting getting through all the, like the red tape, uh, Baltimore uh, uh, permits, licensing, uh, all that fun stuff uh, took us a while um, to get you know all that set up. So we were uh, a craft beer bar while that was happening. How how long did you operate just as a craft beer bar before the brewery? the brewery brewery section was kicked off mm, two two years sounds about right okay that's what that's my vague recollection was around that mm-hmm. i mean we had uh collabs during that time and stuff like that um but yeah, cause, yeah. um you did the kushwa joint collab yep during that time correct mm-hmm. yeah which was that was a phenomenal beer i yeah. really enjoyed that one that was one of my favorite uh as well should make that again it is Okay, good. <laughs> no spoilers, though. Um, so what uh, what were you doing before Wet City became a dream? Uh, so I have I still operate it uh, just on a much smaller scale. I have a graphic design company uh, called Hardly Square. So um, I opened that in like 2005. Um, just a couple designers and developers um, did a bunch of fun projects uh, in the community and big projects for like fortune 500 companies, a lot of e-learning, digital training, stuff like that. Um, but, uh, did a, a lot of brands for a lot of cool restaurants and saw that they were having a lot of fun. So, and my brother was in the industry, um, the bar manager, uh, home brewer, um, did a lot of consulting for cocktail programs, things like that. And it's always been a dream of ours. We just wanted to take our time, set it up right. Uh, we're all about organic, slow growth. Um, no investors, nothing like that. So you're a serial entrepreneur, as they say. <laughs> yeah, actually, I guess so. Uh, ever since I was little, uh, I, I was always focused on that even to the point like going to the construction sites and asking all the construction workers for their cans and taking garbage cans garbage bags full of cans to to the local uh grocery store that would uh get get the deposits and get my 
my human oh, wow. characters and stuff like that. So, so you had the hustle from very early on. Yeah, I think so. It was. It's not my fault. So how <laughs> does uh, how does the um, hospitality restaurant brewery life compare to running a, a graphic design firm? Uh, it's a lot more on your feet, a lot more, uh, moving around. Um, uh, yeah, it's, I'm not sitting behind a desk, uh, 24 seven. Um, I think that's the biggest difference. Um, a lot more interaction with people, not in these times, but, uh, but in general, I, and that's the part I really love. Did, um, did you do any home brewing beforehand too, or was that just your brother's thing? No, it's just my brother's thing. Um, I mean, I helped with like drinking the beer. Does that count? Oh uh, yeah. I mean, that's an important part of the process. Cool. That that's, <laughs> that was my role. <laughs> I ain't like, you can't just dump it. So <laughs> yeah, somebody somebody's got to do that job. <laughs> so right now, then that that that's part of the divide the uh, division of labor. Kind of your your brother does all the brewing stuff and then mm-hmm. you focus on like the restaurant and front of house more type things. Yeah. So he's the brewer solo right now. We're hiring by the way. So hit us up if you're looking for <laughs> a lead brewer uh, job. Um, yeah. He's solo right now. We're trying to slowly ramp up the brewery. Um, got a couple more tanks and whatnot. So he's going to need some help, but yeah, solo, uh, busting his butt 24 seven, um, literally. Uh, um, and I do like the branding, social media, all the business and managing front of house stuff. What, what size brew house do you have? So we have uh, five barrel tanks. Um, and we only have what five of them. Okay. So it's really small operation right now. Uh, just so he's brewing often. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, and you have, plans for a canning line yep. if i remember correctly right yeah so we we have it um we just got to install it um and get it running so that's coming got all the designs for a lot of the the series that product lines that we do um all set ready to rock so that's the exciting part for me that was one of the main draws for me was branding beer and the sales channel and, and selling a product versus a service there was uh I need to look it up real quick. There was some beer that you released recently that looked really, really good. Um, so does does your brother do all of the um everything to do with beer or are you helping out with like um ideas for flavors and the types of beers to do, or do you just leave that all up to your brother? No, yeah, I help with that stuff. Um Oh, it's um, making out with raspberry funfetti cake. That yeah, <laughs> that one is really popular right now. It's still, still around. Um, yeah, so those those dessert sours are like the most popular beers we sell, and I think that's pretty common. Yeah, amongst... They're not they're not beer. <laughs> so I mean, give a really wide audience to choose from. The people <laughs> people who love sugar is a yeah. pretty pretty big pool <laughs> to draw from yeah it was it's it's been uh, interesting uh surprising to see uh the sweet palette um yeah. and how popular that is i mean i'm not a hater in any way shape or form i think beer should be fun and if you and 
enjoy it and that's the most important part of it oh i mean anything i say making fun of that i'm making fun of myself because i'm sitting right next to a beer fridge full of them yeah <laughs> i enjoy them every once in a while too i mean i prefer the, the more sour ones and i prefer yeah. uh barrel aged sours but I, I drink all of them and i enjoy all of them scrolling through your instagram feed the food there looks phenomenal too that's something that we spend a lot of time on and uh, is important to us. Uh, I'm I'm a foodie at heart. I love going to restaurants. I love sitting down and trying new things. Like something on the menu that's like crazy. I'm that's what I'm all about. Um, but yeah, it's it's a big part of the pro- the process here. I really want that hot chicken and buffalo. The hot chicken and buffalo chicken sandwiches. The hot chicken sandwich is the most popular uh, item. That and the uh, the Oklahoma burger. Cheesesteak's catching on now because of carryout and all that. But um, are are you able to ha- do dine in there now, or I, I don't know what the restrictions are in Baltimore at the we're, moment. We're able to, uh, but we don't. Uh, okay, that was a conversation I had with the staff, um, and I, are you guys comfortable with this? No. So we're not going to do it. Um, I mean, in the beginning, I wasn't comfortable with it. So it wasn't a, a big deal to me. And, but we do carry out and delivery and outdoor seating. Okay. Um, but until, uh, you know, we're all vaccinated and the numbers start coming down, they feel comfortable with it because, I mean, at this point, they're like family, they're friends. So I'm not going to put them in any kind of position uh, that they're not comfortable with. Where in Baltimore are you located? Mount Vernon uh, is uh, the neighborhood. It's like the cultural district. That's where the art schools are, a lot of the art museums. The BSO is there. Uh, Brewer's Art's there. Um, You're right by Relief? Yep. They're our neighbors. <laughs> That's a pretty cool neighbor. I need I, I need to come out. And yeah, you do. How how long how long do you think that um, Funfetti Sour will be on tap? No, there's like probably like forty pours left. So I better get there soon. <laughs> yeah. I, All right. I gotta make it out there because that actually your whole oh mango feels that was also one that I because I love mango and beer. Cool. Yeah. They just they just belong together. Yeah, it's more of a subtle. Uh, fruit flavor. That's why I kind of like mango in beers too. Um, all right, let's take a real quick uh, sponsor break, and then when we get back, I want to know why um, it's called Wet City. That's a big so, qu- a, a question that's asked a lot. <laughs> uh, we will be right back. Uncapped is brought to you by one of Frederick's original Maryland craft beer destinations, located off of Urbana Pike. Featuring a warm, inviting atmosphere and knowledgeable staff serving up fresh, locally sourced culinary creations and unique craft beers on tap. Open seven days a week, our friends at Roast House Pub invite you to enjoy a casual lunch, happy hour specials, delicious dinners, and specialty desserts. Follow them on social media to keep up to date on their monthly beer dinners, on spaghetti dinner battles, and what beer is being featured for Buck Above Monday. Idiom Brewing Company proudly offers a delicious variety of beers to satisfy the most discerning tastes. Best known for their wide array of IPAs, delicious fruited sours, and robust porters and stouts, Idiom has a simple goal in mind, to bring people from all walks of life together, to enjoy themselves and each other. 
Whether you're a hophead looking for explosively juicy IPAs or one of the adventurous few looking to try boozy, sour, or complex flavors, or just looking to enjoy classic styles and seasonal favorites, they'll have a little something for you. Idiom Brewing Company is located in downtown Frederick, just south of the intersection of East Street and East Patrick Street, with ample seating directly on Carroll Creek. All right. Why the name Wet City? Uh, so, little known fact is that Maryland was like the only state during the Prohibition to be like, F you, we ain't, we ain't doing this. Um, so it was like a wet state, and Baltimore was a wet city. And it's kind of like a, a attitude that we like to have about like rules and, and having fun. So that's kind of why we took on that name. Also, my brother is really into cocktails, and he has a blog called Post Prohibition. And so kind of like graduated from there. And uh, he was using that name uh for his homebrew uh with his buddies so there's all and they won a bunch of awards with like during like the nepenthe homebrew competitions and stuff like that so we're like should we just keep it it's pretty edgy let's let's go with it what is his favorite cocktail to make do you know that Uh, this is is the how well do you know your brother portion of the uh, (laughs) i know it pretty well (laughs) We've we've been best friends forever uh I'd probably say an old fashioned. I know that sounds boring. I, thought, I probably should say something a little more fancy or something, but uh, he likes bourbon. Like I, I, we both like bourbon a lot, and let's see, that's what we drink. My favorite cocktail is whiskey over ice. So, well, so. I was gonna I was gonna say that, but then I was like, <laughs> I should probably say a cocktail. So, what? What? Who makes his favorite spirits? Uh, so Will it was was probably our, our first distillery love. We live in Buffalo Trace. Um, we went down there um, and toured like all the distilleries one time and just fell in love with Willet because of how it's operated. It's like a smaller family run operation, kind of like what we got going on here. And you could like actually like touch stuff and like, and uh, the brewer, the distillers were like really, really friendly and cool. And it was like family operated. So we were like, Hey, uh, can we can we do a video here? We'll do it for free if you give us free run of like the grounds. And that was like that was like a day in heaven. We were like all through the rick houses and like we got up at like three in the morning, like caught like the the fog rolling in with like track cameras and stuff. And I'm like, this is the life. And it was really cool. Where where can that video be found? I think it's probably still on. Uh, Vimeo and uh, maybe yeah, it's probably on his blog postprohibition.com. All right, find it there. I need to look that up. That's some old stuff, man. He's gonna be like, Why are you telling people about that? (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. So, was that done like through your your other company? Yeah, so you do that. You have the we had interns and whatnot, so they were always looking for things to do. So, I was like, Let's put let's put together a cocktail blog because we were doing like uh, like cocktail event nights like pop-ups in places and all kinds of crazy stuff like that uh for a while um and that's it was helpful for like our cocktail program here and stuff so like right now we had to do like a heel turn on like delivery and whatnot so our cocktails were they're, they changed like we have them now in like uh these fun like uh like 
snowmen and like shark cups and like flamingo cups and stuff <laughs> like that, you know, so people can like take them to go and, and bounce. And like we had like freezy pops and all kinds of stuff, man. Those things were popular. So, yeah, because at one time it was really hard to get any kind of containers, right? Oh, for for sure. So there's a funny story. Uh, we, we were not being able to get the containers that we wanted to get for the to-go cocktails. Like they, they loosened up. You can do to-go cocktails. And I was like, that's huge. And I hope they keep that. If you're listening, any legislators, keep that, <laughs> keep that going. Um, and we ran out of uh, stuff for our slushy, like containers for our slushy. And uh, Scott, our bar manager, Scott Jones, uh, one of the awesomest dudes you'll ever meet, um, was at uh, Mom's Grocery Store because he's like a health foodie guy. Uh, and uh, he saw these like honey bears that you can, you know, get honey and like yeah. if you fill them, then you could buy them for like you know, 40 cents or something like that empty. Um, he was like, dude, these are the same size as the containers. You want me to get them? I was like, we have no choice. So, we, I, <laughs> so think, I was like, get I think them. I remember seeing those posted is how you were so. Yeah. <laughs> and so we, we, we poured them into those and then like, they blew up on Instagram. Like everyone's like, look at these bears, these slushy bears and like doing adding us and stuff. I was like, wait, this worked. And then I was like, let's see what other kind of cups we can find. Sharks for like, for our tiki cocktails. Cause they're all our tiki cocktails are like shark themed. Yeah. Um, so it, that was like a, like a walked into a, a, a genius idea by accident. But I, I love that though, that you saw, you recognized that you were onto something and then just leaned into it and kept going yeah. successfully. And yeah, that's, that was a no brainer. So yeah, I definitely, I remember seeing the, the little bear. Thing now. <laughs> I think they're onto us now because we can't get them anymore. We were like uh, wiping, they? wiping out moms. They're like, we can't sell our honey. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, sorry. Scott would come sorry, back. I with need like to four sell my cases. booze. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't care about your honey. I got booze to sell. It's still a ferment. Uh, yeah, there's the horse, the rainbow, cactus, mm -hmm. and there's the honey bear. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, have have to go cocktails been very popular? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, more more popular in like the warmer months, but uh, yeah, for sure. To go cocktails are awesome. I know my um. My wife has had me go pick up the. There's a place in Frederick that just sells it like it's in a bag. <laughs> She's had me like the Capri Suns, the, where you stick the straw yeah. on the bag. Yeah, yeah. We, looked, we looked into those for sure. I, I picked her up uh, her adult Capri Suns. <laughs> <laughs> hey, ain't no shame. Oh man, your Instagram feed is beautiful. I don't know why you're photos don't show up for me often i miss a lot of this beautifulness yeah man you gotta start liking our stuff so that, that the the robots know that what yeah. kind of stuff you like I, I admit, i'm just gonna go on a liking spree later <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks for that <laughs> um has so have you been able to operate and stay fairly busy for covid or has it been a, a big struggle no, I mean, knock on wood, nobody has ever uh, gotten um, sick. So that's really good. Um, everyone's been healthy. Um, I mean, obviously, sales are down big time, but um, we're treading water here. Uh, like I said, we, we pivoted as fast as we could to 
uh, put our, our product more in a carry out delivery uh, kind of fashion. Um, it, I mean, it, it's a, a lot more work staying creative and staying interesting. Um, but uh, it's actually like trying to see the, the, the good in this. It's taught us a lot of stuff um, about um, what, what works and um, new things that we can do once we open back up. Yeah. I think um, for a lot of businesses, it was like, it was a very painful way to learn a lot of good things. Yeah. Like, like there's going to be good that comes out of it from you, like businesses being forced to put things into place that are going to help them in the long run. That unfortunately it had to be done that way, like through a global pandemic. Mm. But on the other side, like you're going to be stronger. Yeah, I definitely think we're going to be stronger. I mean, like I said, we've learned a lot of stuff. Um, it's forced uh, Josh to uh, ramp up the brewery faster than he probably would have. Um, and like, would you would have, would you have invested in a canning line already? No, probably yeah. not. Um, but we, I mean, obviously should have. Um, talking to like other breweries about it and stuff like that, they're like, yeah, you have to. Um, it's been super beneficial to our our business and our brand um, to get our beer on liquor store shelves. And, and whatnot so i mean for me the, the that was always something that was was something i wanted to do was like to sell a product and brand that product and uh go out and and shop it um but the main main thing is you know just sitting at the corner of my bar and enjoying the space being lively and seeing people have fun and, and enjoying themselves um and i miss that so much it it's i cannot wait until we're through this pandemic and we can i can do that again to sit at the corner of my bar and enjoy the space um i heard april no may may on the radio they were this morning they're saying that most americans should be vaccinated by the end of may yeah that sounds that sounds awesome i'm i'm down with that um i think i can make it to, to, to may <laughs> my breaking point is close but uh yeah <laughs> I think I can make it to May. Uh, April will be better. Uh, but yeah, if everyone's vaccinated and the numbers drop, I'm, we'll probably be opening our space up. Um, I and so I would think like the designer in you um, definitely like really wants the ability to create art on your labels to yep. like you you have the art on the outside your brother has the art on the inside mm -hmm. that's definitely like one of the main driving forces to jumping into this initiative was branding beer labels um naming things is hard um <laughs> it's been a that's been a, a labor of love but just designing the labels and working with with creatives has always been brainstorming and um you know creative sessions. I mean, you can do, I do that with the, the chefs um, and creating stuff there. And I do that with the, with Scott, uh, the bar manager about cocktails and stuff like that. That is like, that's, that's where I, I'm, I'm vibing when that, when those, those moments are happening. I mean, I have a million ideas for beer names that I think are good. So bring feel free, bring feel them free on. to hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I've hit walls. I mean, like, I'm like, what am I going to name this? And, and it's it's a process.
Yeah, it's usually like I'll just be doing something and some stupid reference will come into my mind and I'll be like, oh, that would be an amazing beer name. Yeah, I do that all the time. And then I'm like, that's that's dumb. <laughs> yeah, you got to push this. You got to push this more. <laughs> um, Let's take a another real quick uh, sponsor break. And then I have some more questions about just like your beer in general. And then I don't know. I guess we'll just talk about Wet City some more. So we will be right back. There are many reasons why I've chosen District East for where I purchase beer. I love the flexibility of being able to make a custom six-pack or take home a crowler from one of the eight beers on tap. The friendly and knowledgeable staff do an amazing job at keeping a diverse selection on hand. You can even purchase artwork from the monthly featured artist. District East is located on Northeast Street in Frederick in the same shopping center as Family Mill and Rockwell Brewery. You can find today's beer lists on the District East Facebook page or at www.districteast.beer. To all you craft breweries, wineries, and distilleries out there, listen up. Atlantic Custom Solutions is the real deal in providing you branded growlers, ceramics, glassware, and accessories like koozies, coasters, and keychains. Their high-definition digital printing, organic ink, and low-fire process ensures your brand is printed in ultra-high definition, giving you a one-up on the competition. We've used Atlantic Custom Solutions for uncapped branded glassware and couldn't be happier with it. Check them out. Visit www.brandmybeverage.com or give them a call at 434-286-4500 to learn more about how they can help you brand your business. Uncapped is brought to you with support from McClintock Distilling, Maryland's first and only organic certified distillery. They are well known for their award-winning gin and are rapidly growing a name for themselves for their matchstick bourbon and bootjack rye whiskey that have both won double gold at international spirits competitions. You can visit them in historic downtown Frederick along Carroll Creek for tours and tastings. Go to McClintockDistilling.com for more information. Who was the um, first collab that you, who was the brewery that you worked with first? So that was handsome uh beer company do you remember them uh so matt humbard uh is doing patent now but that was the first collab we did and it was a a black saison that we called fling and we had that when we opened up i don't think i ever was aware of them was that was that a brewery that opened open or was it kind of like in planning like early stages like patent is i think they did a lot of like just like Brewing in a different in a, in, a, oh, okay. in another brewery, and they, they were in a, in a, distributed by Legends for a minute. Um, and Patton's, I think, looking. I mean, don't quote me on this. I don't want to say what they're doing. I think they're looking for a space now. Okay. Um, Matt's on Milk the Funk podcast. Yes. And there's also a Star Wars one he does too. I think is there. That would not surprise me. <laughs> I've never met him in person, but I follow his stuff um how but you you did the one with um kushwa pretty early on too right yeah um that might have been our second one that was our first that was in cans um uh that was uh, a joint effort um it was, <laughs> it was called joint um i we designed the that label um and i mean kushwa the kushwa guys are awesome they're super nice um we went up there 
um, tried their beers. We're like, oh man, this beer is really good. And they were there and we just started talking. I was like, these guys are super nice. And boom, it just happened like that. That was a great beer. Yeah. I love that beer. Um, I don't, I don't think I got to try blunt. Blunt's really good too. And I think that was I missed out on that one. The double IPA to the joint IPA. That just makes sense. So were you hinting that you will be making those again? Or mm. is I think Krishwa might be doing it. Okay. There might be a holiday coming up. I don't know. They might figure out a reason to do it. Oh. Something is happening in April? Yeah, maybe. Eventually. Possibly. That would be good timing. We'll see. I don't know. Well, I hope that happens theoretically. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a great beer. Yeah. I, I think was that that was their first can release. Yep. It was both of had. our first first can release. So that was kind of special special beer for us. They did that one and then their second one was um Peace Among Worlds. We did a, uh, another one with th- them that was uh Three's Company and that was with Elder Pine and Kushwa and us. I think I have a can of that still. That what? I have- that I have that I didn't. Are you drink. one of those guys that keeps it keeps a beer forever? An IPA, I'm, I should say. I'm one of those guys that gets a lot of beer, <laughs> and like things end Humble up just pushed, pushed to the back of the fridge <laughs> that I'll find, yeah. and I'm pretty sure that is one of the ones I saw recently. It's probably delicious right now. I'll try it, <laughs> and I yeah. like my IPAs aged. I age my IPAs and I prefer my fruited sours kept warm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're a different cat. <laughs> um, so uh, you you listed Willet and I did find that video, so I'm oh, gonna sweet. watch that and I'm gonna put the link to that in um, the description of this uh, episode, so everyone can see it. Cool um are there you're like, any you're like a journalist man you're like digging stuff up and <laughs> doing all this like journalism and it would it would probably really work well if i did it beforehand um well, you, but that would require you didn't know <laughs> um are there any uh local distilleries that you guys use a lot of their product for or are you mainly just using the big the big ones uh oh that's a good question so uh yeah i mean we use a lot of the local spirits um trying to think off the top of my head um that that epic uh whiskey is oh yeah really that's good. good from baltimore spirits company yep um oh, man um why is my brain working Let me look over here <laughs> you need to uh you need to get some, some mcclintock if you don't have that, I don't um, you need that. Yeah. Okay. You got any other suggestions? I'm all yours. Uh, that's my main one. Okay. I mean, my two. Well, I mean, I I mainly just drink um, whiskey. If I'm just or gin, I really like gin. Those two are my two favorite places for that. I'm I'm on the same page too. Um, when you move into rums, there's several places throughout Maryland that I like that. Like Lion makes really good rum. Um, the um why can't i think of their name uh miscellaneous miscellaneous distillery Mm. um makes good rum okay 
Um, and then in Frederick II, Tenth Ward has a bunch of good stuff. So like there, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of good spirits being made in Maryland now. Sweet, and, and Virginia has a few. Uh, yes. Was a Copper Fox? Uh, there's that. that. Then there's Catoctin Creek. That's the other um, one. Yeah. Um, but I highly recommend, and it's not just because they're a sponsor of the podcast, uh, but McClintock. Got <laughs> Checking, it. Check out their stuff. They're. I'm on it. And they're uh, you so like you could have stopped there when you were at Idiom a couple mm. weeks ago because they're they're right down the street from um, from McClintock. Hmm. Check that so out. You, you need to make another uh, stroll out to uh, Frederick. Yeah, maybe maybe on a pit stop if another brewery happens to make joint again for a holiday that's coming up soon. Yeah, maybe. Uh, that's another <laughs> thing. Like, we're just starting to like feel like I can go check out some some breweries again outside and whatnot. Um, and it's something that we've been slacking on. My brother and I is like just going out and being more part of the, the beer community and seeing our friends that we, that brew that we talk to online a lot and, and whatnot, but we got to, I can't, I can't wait to get out and like just drink beers with, with the industry a little more when we opened up, it's just Josh and I and our team. And it's just like, you know, treading water constantly. Like yeah. got to find time to get out there and crack some beers with some, some other breweries uh, more. Uh, more so and something I'm looking forward to. I went and hung out at a brewery last weekend for the first time in probably close to a year. I mean, going up to idiom was the first time I've done pretty much anything. Uh, it's basically like go to work, come home, go to work, come home during this pandemic. I mean, even like ordering groceries delivered kind of thing. Yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've stopped in at breweries while they weren't open and stuff but like this like it was actually an open brewery that was that was new ground for me <laughs> so how um is there a certain focus for beer styles for you or specialties you have or do you just make across the board anything people want to drink uh so we've like when we were in that two year period uh where we were just like a cocktail bar we were just putting on stuff that we like to drink. Um, obviously, we try to have like one beer of like other styles, but we were known almost as a sour beer bar. Um, and sours are uh, probably sours and IPAs are our favorite to drink. Um, I know Josh really enjoys making sours, especially the barrel age sours. And we're looking forward to ramping up that program. Um, but yes, ours IPAs. We just made a, a stout. Um, we've done uh, Kolsch. Um, he did a, like a gluten-free apple Kolsch, which was pretty awesome. Um, uh, saisons. Are do you have any plans to with the canning line then uh, upgrade the rest of the brewing equipment, or is is it staying the way it is for a little while? No, I mean we've got. We've got plans like to upgrade. Uh, it would be nice to have a bigger brew house. It would be nice to have bigger tanks. Um, it would be nice to have a barrel program um, and like a, a sour beer room, uh, brewery room, um, so we can really crank out some barrels and not worry about like 
cross infections and stuff, infections and stuff like that um, with the bretomyces. Uh, and I mean, long term, like ten year goal or ten plus year dream, I guess instead of goal, like a dream would be to have a farm brewery with like an orchard, so we can use the fruit um, and possibly even have animals to to just like put to our, uh, for our for our restaurant. Sorry, um, you know that's like that's like the big dream. Uh, we'll see if we ever get there, but there's, um, there's, it's a good thing that Maryland has a lot of agriculture land because the number of like brewery owners or aspiring brewery owners that want to have a farm brewery is a very long list. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's I, I think at some point Maryland may just be farm breweries. That would be cool. It could just <laughs> be like the land of farm breweries. Yeah. It's my, go. My brother's really in. Hub into like farmhouse hours and permaculture and like check out this youtube video this permaculture i'm like yeah that's cool uh let's do that uh that's like i I think that that's also slowly becoming more mainstream too like it was definitely much more of a niche style um and there was a smaller pool of people who were into it but i wonder if it's even make maybe the kettle sours have kind of maybe become a gateway yep. for that. Like it, you know, it gets people kind of that taste of sour and used to it. And then they move up to the, the real ones. Yeah. I think you're, you're, you're right. Um, I've even, the kettle sour has been a gateway for what I've seen, like running the, 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 the bar program here is the kettle sour has been a, a gateway for people that don't drink beer. Like, like, a couple will come in and only one of them will like beer and the other one will like wine or something like that or cocktails. And I've seen it, uh, where I've even done it myself, but like the person that doesn't like beer, I'd be like, try this raspberry kettle sour or something like that. And they're like, this is, this doesn't taste like beer. And then, you know, next week they're in here trying the blueberry one. And then the next week they're in here. And then after a year, they're like, you got any of that? Like, that barrel aged stuff that you're <laughs> like, man you can see like this journey of their like yeah. their palate um and where it goes so i think that was like a, a gateway opening to a different market for the, the beer industry what's well, a, a lot of people are very negative on fruited sours and hazies and like there's too many of them but i think it's a good thing for craft beer for yeah. that very reason it pulls more people in for sure, I, I, and then I agree. even if they just stay and they, they don't go any further, at least they're still going to breweries and buying those beers. Right. Yeah. And I, like I, I said earlier, I mean, I think beer is all about fun. Like, cool, be a traditionalist and 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 have a bunch of rules if you want. But I I, I don't. My only rule is: just, do you like it and you enjoying it and it brings you joy? Then drink it. Yeah, I'm in complete agreement. Uh, and I, I've always said that, that to me, craft beer is just, it's supposed to be fun. Yeah. That's why when people get big on like criticizing breweries for gimmicks or, I mean, unless it's just something completely outlandish, I have no problem with it. Like if it puts a smile on my face and I think it's funny a little mm-hmm. bit, like, so what? You had fun. Yeah. Had, like it's beer. Yeah. <laughs> laugh a little bit people yeah exactly <laughs> and like the i don't know if you you saw like when uh was a bon, uh, bon appetit picked up our our 
one of our cocktails. And like, this is the, the cocktail of the summer, which was crazy that happened. Um, and it was like a, an ironic joke. It was one of our first cocktails. Uh, it was basically like a, a riff on a, on a, a Aperol spritz. And it's, you, you, you know an Aperol spritz is like a champagne, lemon, um, and Aperol, right? So we removed the champagne element and replaced it with a champagne of beers. Uh, and build it right into the Miller High Life bottle. Nice. So it's like like a, a an Aperol Lemon Miller High Life. And uh, they picked that up. And that was just like a joke, like to be funny. Like, don't take yourself so seriously. Like, just have one of these, you know, like <laughs> have a good time. And now it's like a cult following. It's weird. That's funny. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, why did that get so successful? <laughs> like, why? why was that like... Why, why is that what I get the ads from on Instagram? Like somebody in, <laughs> in, in Chicago has it on their menu. It's like, what? Wow. But I mean, that is why um, it's, it's near impossible to engineer something to go viral. Yeah. Because it never makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is anything that you think it like deliberately to do, like this is going to get a bunch of attention. It's going to go viral. Mm. No one's going to care. Yeah. <laughs> but if, yeah. If you that, do it intentional, then yeah, that's not working. Yeah. You got to be genuine about stuff and like really love what you're doing and, and like it yourself. But then throw, throw a cocktail in a Miller high life bottle and people were, <laughs> you get all the attention you want. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. People make no sense, but I, I just, <laughs> I just found a picture of that. That's hilarious. Yeah. It's a good, it's, it's actually a really good cocktail. Like I enjoy it, especially like in the backyard after like doing some like gardening or whatnot or on the beach or like anything. It's like, it's 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 delicious it's refreshing it's good now do you do you pour it into a glass or do you just chug it straight from the miller high life bottle no you drink it from the miller high life bottle okay that's the that's the joke but, yeah i mean well i mean i i was hoping that was the right answer i didn't want you to be like trying to get classy and pour it into a cocktail glass no way <laughs> we have we do we do class it up sometimes like uh around new year's we get those champagne bottle miller high lives <laughs> and then we do like bottle service do you saber it? <laughs> no, no. I always wonder about that. Like, I've never sabered anything. Uh, when I see I those want, videos, I'm like, does glass sab- go in the bottle? Like, are you going to be it, drinking glass shards? No, what? like, if it, I, like, I've watched so many videos. I am fascinated by sabering. And I don't know why I haven't just ordered a, one from Amazon and tried it. Because I want to do that so bad. <laughs> you don't have um, a saber? No, but I, I, I have a machete. I mean, I think that would work, right? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to be responsible for missing fingers. <laughs> it's probably not as safe. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, nothing seems safe about it. Uh, but from my looking into, like, if you were to order um, a champagne saber off of Amazon, not, they're not sharpened. They're all just a blunt tip. Oh. So, like, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if a sharpened machete would change how it works. Or I need I to just go. I think so. Yeah, I just need to run to the liquor store, buy a bottle of champagne tonight, and see what happens. That sounds. <laughs> that sounds like a mess. <laughs> I'll just uh, I'll put on some like thick gloves and some eye protection and mm-hmm. <laughs> chain mail. <laughs> it's like the whole Walter White suit. Yeah. <laughs> 
but I, like the first time I ever saw sabering, I became like almost obsessed with it. And I don't know why I haven't tried it yet. Yeah, man. But, why, why aren't you living your, uh, your best life? I need to, I need to get, well, I tried to, I can't remember. So the uncapped used to be a magazine also. And for one of the articles, I can't remember what it was about, but like the writer had written about sabering and I was like, all right, we have to have a photo of that. And they wouldn't, because of safety reasons, they wouldn't allow me to go and uh, take a photo of doing it. Lame. Yeah, seriously. Something about liability and make you sign something or something. I don't know. Yeah, I would have signed something. Yeah, Doug. No, I, I definitely, I mean, you can get cheap champagne, can't you? It can't all be expensive. Nah, yeah, it's what is it like? It's called like Andre or something, isn't it? I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't like champagne, so I know nothing about it yeah. other than that you can do a really cool thing to open the bottle, and I want to do that. Is it just champagne, or can you use like uh, something else? Like, can you do beer? I don't know. I think that there's something. You know, I'm I'm just purely making stuff up, so I'll stop. I will Google that afterwards. <laughs> okay. But you've inspired me. I am going to make my sabering dream come true. Do it, do it. I want to see. I want to see it on on Instagram. I want a story. Well, obvious. I mean, there's not. It's not worth doing anything if you're not going to post it on social media. Yeah, come on, get the first <laughs> ones too. Get the fail the fail videos and everything. Yeah. Oh no, I'm going to nail it from the beginning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's um there's a great YouTube channel called the Slow Mo Guys, where they just shoot slow motion video of um pretty much everything, and they have one of sabering. Hmm. So it has the slow motion video of them chopping the tops off. That sounds awesome. I'm gonna do. Can you saber a? This is probably riveting listening. <laughs> That's another thing about like when we were going through this. I'm like, am I, is it, am I going to be interesting? Like, anyone want to hear me talk? Well, there there are a few people that always let me know what they think of each episode, so I'll let you know what the, oh, what the general consensus anxiety is. inducing. Oh, <laughs> uh, so it, it does say you can't. There's a beer advocate post about how to saber beer, and apparently you do need to use a blunt edge. You can't use a sharpened one. That makes sense. So I need to find a sacrificial beer because it probably won't. Oh, here's a video of someone using a chainsaw to open a beer bottle. I'm not going to try that one. Nope. (laughs) Now, is the point for the cork to pop out and not break the bottle? Because the ones I see, all the time it breaks. Yeah, it breaks the – like if you do it correctly, it actually – so – you you hold the bottle and you have to ride the saber down the seam of the glass. So if you look at the bottle, one side of it has a seam down it. Uh. You have to ride along that, and then when it hits the that rib before, like before the bottle flutes out to the opening, it's supposed to like cause that to break loose. Hmm. That just it <clears throat> seems like you're gonna get glass shards in the in the bottle. I don't want to be no. No, it breaks cleanly hmm. if you do it correctly. Okay. Um, now, when I do it, there will probably be glass shards in the bottle, in my hand, <laughs> and <laughs> embedded in my chest. Yikes. Um, so. <laughs> All right. Stay tuned. 
um, on Instagram for a video of me attempting to save or something. It's going to be good. <laughs> All right. So I had a, I had an actual question and something to talk to you about, but now I lost it. All that savoring. Yeah. So is your, is your, you're still setting up your canning line, right? It's not ready to go. Yeah. We're, we're still doing that. Um, uh, it's my brother is like solo. So it's between brews. He's trying to, you know, hook it all up and get it working um, efficiently. And like you said, like you saw us, we were down in idiom. They were kind enough to let us see, cause we have the same exact uh, machine. Um, and that was super helpful. Thanks guys. Um, uh, for us to see that, but yeah, it's coming. Uh, do you, do you know what you, the first beer you're going to can yet? Or is it just that it's up in the air when it'll be running? So whatever you have is what's going to get, thrown into a can that's what's gonna happen right there <laughs> we do a lot of planning around here i don't know if you noticed <laughs> i do zero planning so yeah. uh, you know, if, if you if you go through the planning then you're just disappointed when it doesn't work that way so if yeah. you just fly by the hip then you you're always happy when it turns out plan never <laughs> works it always gets broken and you have to fix it and you have to adjust um so will so you, you had mentioned distributing earlier. Are you going to have enough that you'll be able to distribute it all, or is it all going to be from the brewery only? So I mean, I guess that depends. Well, I mean, I would like to get it to a couple choice liquor stores. We do uh, self distribute um, to the wine source in Hamden occasionally, and Lighthouse down in Canton. Right now, we they have uh, making out with. Uh, blackberry pie um so they growler we, we sell them kegs and then they growler them they have a 16 ounce okay. uh, growler can um just like us um and um so those two liquor stores we already have relationships with and we don't have a ton of beer so if if it really picks up and we only have enough for in-house then that's what we'll do if we need to move some then we'll move some I had another question. I lost it. There's too many things flying through my head right now. You're still stuck on safe, um, right? I bet. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually just close this window right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna keep distracting me. Um, uh, you should bring some out to Frederick. We have some great liquor stores. Okay. I don't know how yeah. beneficial that would be for you, but what's your favorite one? <laughs> uh, District East is where I always go. I know. Mark that down. And actually, they focus all on craft. They don't even carry any. Um, if they have any macro, it's very, very little. But I don't think they have any macro beer. They definitely don't have like cases, like coolers full of it. They're uh, almost all craft beer. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, we're, <clears throat> we're super tiny. So, um, do you have any uh, collaborations coming up that you have planned or are you waiting for everything to settle down before you start doing that again? Yeah, we're, we're, I think we're waiting for things to settle down a little bit. I mean, like I said, going to idiom was like the first time we, we went anywhere. So to do a true collab and be in their space and brew with them, uh, it really hasn't been a part of the equation for us. If you could pick any brewery to do a collab with, who would you want it to be? 
Oof. Holy moly. Uh, Hill Farmstead? It's a good choice. No, nothing. That's the first one that came to my my mind. I haven't had a Hill Farmstead beer in forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, their beers are fantastic. The um, previous owners of the newspaper I work for had a vacation home right next to Hill Farmstead. So she would bring beer back whenever uh, they were visiting. I, another one I would say is McKellar. I'd, I'd love to do a collab with that dude. Um, so like the design of <clears throat> the design of our bar um, was heavily in, inspired by the McKellar bars in Copenhagen. Okay. Um, and in Stockholm, when I went on a, on our, my, my wife and I's honeymoon, we went to the Faroe Islands and then uh, Copenhagen and we went to uh, Stockholm and the, well, I walked into the McKellar bar in Copenhagen and I was like, what, this is a beer bar. <laughs> um, and it just blew my mind, like how minimal and like well-designed and uh, it just was my vibe. And uh, so when I came back, I was like, I want, I want a beer bar like that. Look at looking at some of your merch. You could see that as an inspiration. Oh, and definitely like, like not... the Henry and Sally and stuff like that. Like <laughs> yeah, th- that the like Keith Shores illustrations are top notch. Yeah, they're not like copies of it, but it's definitely knowing you like that. It's definitely you could see that as an inspiration. Yeah, I got I I have like a bunch of Keith Shores like drawings and and whatnot in my house. I like I I love his work. Their brand, McKellar's brand, is my fave. What is your favorite beer that your brother has made? Oh, uh, well, I really like the Laced series, which uh, we still have some bottles of. Uh, Laced with cherries right now, 12 years, and a Pinot Noir cher- cherry sour, um, like a mixed fermentation sour. Might be my favorite. And the Hello right now is awesome. Uh, it's a Kvike, uh IPA um, with uh, Sabro hops. Um, that one is really awesome right now. Um, I enjoy the lower ABV pale ales that he does. So like a little breezy and a little woozy. Um, I really like those. What is a beer that your brother made that you hated? I, mm, I don't, uh, I don't think I've hated any, um, hate's a strong word. Uh, least favorite. Uh, okay. I mean, I guess we can soften it if you need to. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm on a big uh, like pastry style guy, so those ones um, okay. uh, are not usually my favorites. How do you? Um, is it always a great experience working with your brother? I you refer to him as your best friend forever, or yeah. do you have um, sibling squabbles often running a business together? Well, we've definitely had our sibling squabbles. I, we are. I mean, I'm like honestly he's been my my bud for since he was born um i took him everywhere kind of kind of thing like he was here's my buddy uh like to the point where like my parents like my friend's parents were like you can't bring that five-year-old to this and i'm like well then i'm <laughs> well then i'm not going so <laughs> this uh, is my sidekick this is yeah this is <laughs> he goes so, where i go yeah um but yeah like any brothers you know every once in a while you get 
punch each other in the arm, yell at each other about <laughs> something. But that kind of like honesty is helpful, I think. Well, in that, uh, in some aspects, like running a business together with your brother, like your brother's more likely to tell you that you're doing your idea is stupid. Oh yeah, and that like so. The, there's there's no filter between brothers usually so it it probably is in a lot of ways beneficial if you've come up with a really bad idea there might be a lot of people there that don't want to tell you how bad it is but your brother's going to tell you oh and, and enjoy it and he will enjoy <laughs> yeah. telling me it. i mean yeah, there's not a, just tell you but relish every moment of mm-hmm. it. <laughs> there's a lot of things that were like this is my role dog i'm like and he was like i don't i don't think that's a good idea i'm like well i i do there's a lot of things like that um and and you know he you know he's hesitant to do some of the things like make some of the sweeter beers but it's a business and um i mean i still enjoy them um i like the more tart uh kettle sours as much he's the same way but the dessert ones sell and they're good um but yeah what's his favorites like does he have a specialty like what what do you think he is the he is best at making i i would say the the uh barrel sours uh anything that he sticks in a in a barrel with some bread and mices and sours it for months and months is his that's his sweet spot but other than that like he's always been really good at like recipes and like mixing things mm-hmm. as far as like his the old school photography degree, uh, mixing chemicals to develop stuff, uh, really into cocktails and making, mixing spirits and getting the right flavors. He, his palate is bonkers. Like I think I have a decent, you know, I'm a foodie and I have a decent palate, but his is like next, next level. Like, like he tests all the hops and like pours like the hops in like thing in, in things and lets them sit in like, Miller High Life um, bottles and stuff like that, <laughs> and we taste them, and he's like, "This has got cotton candy, cucumbers, lemongrass." I'm like, "What?" I'm like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he he's one of those kind of dudes. It sounds like you guys really like Miller High Life. That's my my favorite macro beer. That and Modelo, <laughs> I would say Modelo. Well, I, <laughs> I feel like Miller High Life is a fairly that and Coors Banquet mm. are two very common. Uh, brewer favorite beers yeah that makes sense high life yes <laughs> definitely i mean i grew up as a kid drinking uh, as a child uh drinking mgd because that's what my dad drank um so whenever i could snag a sip of that <laughs> um so like maybe that's why i have a, a miller uh thing we always had rolling rock and oh, I can't. Milwaukee's best. <laughs> <laughs> rolling Rock is not bad. I, I kind of like some Rolling Rock every once in a while. And my dad's really a bourbon guy too, so that maybe that's where I got my my whiskey bug. But till I was like twelve or so, I thought Dr Pepper tasted like burning because he would put the Dr Pepper like <laughs> right in. I mean the 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 bourbon right into his Dr Pepper can. Yeah. So I would be seeing, I'd take a swig, and I'd be like, "Oh, this, is, this tastes like burning." I hate Dr. Pepper. <laughs> That's hilarious. <clears throat> yeah, he was sneaky about that that stuff. One of my favorite days ever was I was in Dominican Republic, and we went on. It was an it was called the Outback Safari, 
and they took you on like an old military transport vehicle out into <clears throat> the like up into the mountains of Punicana and we toured a coffee farm and like a couple other places it was supposed to show you like what life there was really like and it it was built like the description of it made it sound like this wholesome educational thing as soon as we get on there the tour guide busts open a bottle of rum dumps out bottles of dr pepper and sprite and filling them back up three quarters of the way with rum and passing them around i could barely walk after that (laughs) that sounds so much it was amazing (laughs) that sounds like my kind of my kind of tour yeah and then like uh, it was so much fun i need to go back there when we can travel do um do you have anything coming up that you want to let people know about uh I no, so uh, I need, I need some kind of selfless plug, huh? Uh, yeah. Just like maybe that our our cans are coming soon, um, so keep an eye out for us in liquor stores. Um, I don't know. Come check us. What? Come check us out. Get some carry out, some delivery, or sit outside and enjoy our food, cocktail program, and our beer. What is the best way for people to uh, stay up to date on wet city happenings? Our Instagram is always has new content. I would say that's the best way to keep, uh, keep your finger on what's on the pulse of what's going on here. Um, I'm constantly posting and doing stories and whatnot about what's coming up, what's fresh, what's new. And that's at wet underscore city. Correct. Yep. Um, food's always changing. So I always have fun taking pictures of the new, new food, something new every week. Um, we keep the staples going, but obviously try to have something new for people and new cocktails, slushies, our blink, uh, blinky, our slushy machines, always doing something right now. Um, we got the shamrock shake slushy. I saw, I saw a picture of that too. Um, do you always have that chicken sandwich? Yeah. That's okay, been, cool. that's been since day one. So that's, that's, that's a staple. I will be out to get one of those because that looks delicious. All right, PJ, thank you so much for your time. Um, enjoyed learning about wet city. Can't wait to, uh, be able to get some more of your beers and cans. Um, and then theoretically get to try joint again next month. Sweet. Uh, yeah, if it were to happen, it was fun, man. Uh, thanks. I was, I was nervous about it, but this was actually (laughs) pretty, pretty fun. It's literally just sitting and having a have a talk. Normally, I would have a beer with you, even though virtually, but I've got so much I have to do this afternoon. I thought it best not to drink a do some midday drinking. Yeah. Well, when this when everything opens up, hit me up and we'll sit at the end of uh, at the bar in our little my little corner spot and we'll share a beer and, and watch the space. That sounds good. I have. I will definitely do that. Cool. But uh, thank you so much for your time. And uh, thank you, everyone, for watching and listening. Cheers. Bye. Thanks. The Uncapped Podcast is produced by Graham Cullen and me, Chris Sands. Be sure to like us on Facebook. And if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please leave us a review on Google Play or the iTunes Store. A special thanks to Double Motorcycle for providing our theme music. Thanks for listening. Oh, my God. That's good.